Welcome to episode 29 of the Once a Dower podcast, the podcast dedicated to pitching in Northern Premier League side Natwich Town, where we talk about all the news making the rounds at the Optimum Pay Group Stadium. We'll also look at the other news from non-league football. I'm Murray Watson and I'm joined as usual by members of the Natwich Town media team. Currently it's just Jack, but Jack Beresford, but Liam will be joining us soon. So, hi Jack. First week with no matches, it's been a bit of a hectic start, hasn't it? It certainly has. Um, I guess it's, it's sort of what was expected as the league obviously wanted us to cram in as many games as possible, just in case. Um, but yeah, it's been exciting. It's been um, non-stop and I'm sure uh, Dave and his boys are uh, enjoying a week off. Um, obviously, we'll be back to it on uh, Saturday. Yeah, because I think it goes Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday till um, the middle of October. So then I think they do get the proper bit of a break. But it's, um, as you say, get as many in place. Because we just did discuss it last week, last time about the different ways the season might pan out. And I should say at this point that all opinions that are said on this are of the individuals and not anything to do with the club. <laughs> And previous episodes are available on the podcast providers and also on my website at www.mdwatsonsport.com. And you can get in contact with us via Twitter at NTFC Podcast. So before we get into the news, here's a note from one of the cl- club sponsors, the Natwich Refrigeration Services. Nantwich Refrigeration Services are proud sponsors of Nantwich Town's Man of the Match Award. Nantwich Refrigeration Services is a local company serving the community's refrigeration and air conditioning needs since 1975. For all your commercial refrigeration or air conditioning installation, servicing or maintenance needs, call us on 01270 589 807 or email sales at nantwich-refrigeration.co.uk. And if you can support uh, the Optimum Pay Group as well as Natrix Refrigeration Services, please uh, do so because they're the lifeblood of the club here and it helps us going along, especially when you just look at what's happened to Derby County going into administration chasing their dream. We've got our dream of getting up to the Northern uh, National Conference North and then even further up there. So please support them because without these, it could, we could go the way of Derby County, although I haven't spoken to John Gold, I don't think it is. And we have, finally, Liam Price coming on. So, Liam, how are you? It's been a hectic start of the season. Yeah, pretty, pretty non-stop. This is the first break we've had in, uh, I think, in the whole season so far. Uh, it's been enjoyable in a way to have the sort of the full thrust of, of football back, but it's not quite been matched by the results uh consistently so far but let's see what happens yeah i agree with that and it's it's when you're looking at the notes it is amazing what's happened i think the best way to start is by looking at the games in a batch of four so we'll look at staley bridge atherton whitby and matlock to start with but before we start we've played 11 matches in 35 days four wins five defeats and a draw definitely a mixed bag as far as results are concerned what were your overall, over all the matches played so far, your thoughts, Jack? 
Um, as you say, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Um, obviously, we started off with two wins on the bounce. Um, I wasn't actually at the uh, Stilly Bridge game, but obviously we uh, started off with two wins, um, which sort of obviously uh, set the tone. And then um, since then, it's been a bit um, downhill. Obviously, we've picked up uh, wins here and there. But I mean, as you say, it is early days. Um, and hopefully, once we've uh, picked up another win, we can go on a bit of a, a run. But um, I'm not sure if it's the start that uh, Dave Cook was looking for. But um, there's definitely there's a def. Um, sorry, I'll start again. There's uh, certainly enough time to uh, turn it around. Yeah, I think so. So that is it overall. It's probably could do better. I think we'd probably say. What about you, Liam? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe there's elements of this season that might have caught Dave off guard a little bit. I think there's players that he's trusted over the last couple of years that aren't at the same level, uh, uh, and that has meant him having to do some rejigging in terms of team selection and uh, players in the in the squad signing new players. Uh, you know, it, for it to start with two wins and the sort of the way that they happened, were you, you're thinking it was starting to get excited, but maybe. But you know, he had Sean getting 100 goals in Staley Bridge, and then Tommy scored on his debut, and then there was the win in Atherton. And it, but then uh, I went all the way up to Whitby, and it was a grim, grim uh, performance and result uh, from start to finish. It was very bad. And it, it kind of carried on, and then obviously the local derby. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's difficult at the moment uh, with the inconsistency. Uh, but we need Joe Malkin back. That's that's my big takeaway. He's been missed massively. Uh, one player doesn't make a team, but he certainly he's. I think he certainly comes close in terms of how we'd like to play. Yeah. So if we start looking through these games, uh, the Stalebridge one, we won 3-2. I thought it was a soft penalty uh, that got us, um, that gave Stalebridge the lead. And I, because but it was one of these ones, it was a coming together rather than a foul, but he did get ahead of a Joel, so I can see why the referee gave it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, from memory, it was... Uh... I remember being a bit surprised that it was given uh, from where I was sitting. Uh, but that, there, the breaks you get, you need sometimes. Uh, sometimes they go for you, sometimes they don't. Stanley Bridge were on the wrong side of it that day. Yeah, it was. Um, I think you got a bit muddled up there. I was referring to the um, Stanley Bridge penalty. Oh, I thought. I thought yeah. it was our penalty. Yeah, no, our penalty I thought was the same thing. It was a bit of a clumsy tackle and it was one of these yeah. I don't think he would have given the penalty if he hadn't given the penalty to Staley Bridge. Because it was maybe, so, yeah, yeah. It, it was the way that it was coming on. Uh, the equaliser coming from a set piece from the corner took a bit of a, a ricochet in. As you say, it was turned in by uh, by Tommy for his first league goal for the club and um, I thought the second half Nantish went a bit more direct and it was a good good goal by um, Sean Miller through 
through the more direct thing. And then, again, and, and we've seen this quite a lot this season, is that Natris then started almost in the last um, 10 minutes, lost their way a wee bit and, and almost welcomed uh, pressure onto them. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a pattern of not being able to close games out. It's uh, for, That's where maybe lacking some experience, which is reflected a bit in some of the signings that Dave has made, I would say, uh, sort of post the start of the season. Uh, and I think that will have an impact on once they start to play and get their experience across to some of the younger the younger lads. Yeah, and I have to admit, I do think um, when you're saying the lack of experience, because Cameron Terry is quite young, and he did miss the goal that Steelbridge pulled back in that in the last ten minutes. He did misjudge the corner. Do you know what I mean? It was um, one of these ones that he came. He came from. I think he just misjudged his timing, and I think that's sort of uh, something we'll come on to later. I think at that point his confidence sort of got to take a bit of a knock. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't a great moment, but I would. He was actually been pretty consistently good. Uh, other than that, throughout the whole of the season, he's 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 come in and settled pretty very well. Uh, so it was a bad moment, but all goalkeepers have them, and he's he's been good. Other than that, yeah, because. Um, I think it was Jabber the Dabber actually put on Twitter saying good performance, but it was a dodgy first 15 and a dodgy last 10. And I think so. I think you look at a lot of this in the games that Natwich haven't won. They've actually started slowly and they haven't managed to get a foot into the game. So it's, um, it's something I think Dave will probably be looking at uh, developing over time because if you don't start in the first foot, it's hard to get your foot into the game afterwards. And then moving on to the second game, a good 2-0 win away at Atherton. What were your impressions of that, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I thought that um, the Atherton away was fantastic. Um, I think we bossed the game um, from uh, start to finish. Um, I think even their manager... Uh, said afterwards that um, uh, he thinks that we're like one of the strongest uh, sides in the league. Um, he was full of uh, praise for Dave Cook. Um, sort of uh, uh, said he's done an excellent uh, job and he's built a good side. But um, for me, it was a perfect away uh, uh, performance. Yeah, it looked like it, and um, as I say, it was um, Sean Cook at the double. So not not resting on his laurels of um, scoring the hundredth goal uh, the previous the previous game, he then goes on and makes it 102. So any of this issues about the fact that um, was it Mike Chatwin says that they couldn't make up their mind how many he'd scored, and I think um, Sean said he'd scored one more. So doesn't matter now he's scored now. Well. At that point, he scored either 100 or 101 or 102. So it was actually quite good. So, And it was nice to see Sean Cook back with one of his special free kicks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, his first was a penalty, which in hindsight probably wasn't a penalty, but obviously we'll take it. And then, as you say, his second uh, goal with the free kick, obviously, in off the post, I think, was um, obviously the textbook Sean uh, Cook and hopefully there's more of that uh, to come 
um, for the uh, uh, rest of the season. Yeah, and um, there was a red card there, and it was very it was very difficult to see because I was looking back at the highlights, and they had somebody, I think the linesman directly in the line, and the only thing I would say is that, um, the red card for Ben Conway, he didn't argue about it, he just got up and went. So it's the reaction of the players can often tell you more about it than anything else. So yeah, you of that or you. I mean. I was about to say, I was, um, as you say, um, no one seemed to um, sort of um, have um, any differing opinions on it. But um, when the foul did happen, obviously he's tackled uh, Prince, I think, and and he's had a bit of a dig. None of the Nantwich players seemed to like uh, shout about it. So there was no like appeals. Obviously, Prince probably made a bit of a meal of it obviously you uh do in those uh, situations but it it was a bit of a strange one and it probably killed the game even though it was only one nil obviously they were um, on uh the back foot and then to go down to 10 men probably um killed off the game yeah and then well actually it worked the opposite way when you were saying that uh, none of the Natwich players reacted. You had the complete opposite at the game at Whitby, when they were desperate to get Casper Hughes' second yellow card. I saw it, and it wasn't much in it, but their whole bench were almost on the pitch, and they were they were pointing and squaring up, and I actually thought somebody had taken a machete to their player, the way that they reacted. It really was. It was um, that... That that was that. I think that was the frustration about it. But and it might have been it might have been a second yellow card because it was that. But the reaction of the bench and the Whitby players was, I think, a bit OTT. Yeah, they 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 were they were looking for everything at every point in that game. Uh, that they, they they they're very streetwise. They know how to they know how to they knew how to influence referees. It's obvious. It's it was obvious from the uh, early stages of the game, but. Casper did not help himself. I have to say, he was—he had his shirt torn by the player that he fouled twice, uh, and didn't get a foul for that. And he decided to take matters into his own hands, uh, take the law into his own hands, and it was only going in one way. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, it—it it, it wasn't. It—it it was all a bit of a pantomime, but uh, I think there was Casper was mostly culpable there. It wasn't. It was his own. It was his own doing. Yeah, uh, it was just a complete contrast in the way that the players reacted. But uh, it was interesting with that one. It, it wasn't a very good game, uh, as you say. It was um, especially going up to Whitby and then having to come all the way back. And I spoke to Rob Woods after that, uh, uh, and when when we're back in the Weaver Dome, and he actually said that, which is a good point. Players and teams are now knowing try and stop Casper. Because Casper's what makes the team tick. When he's on form, the team does that. And then they'll play on it to try and get him to react. And as you say, they were pulling his jersey, pulling his jersey. He didn't get, he, nothing happened to him. And he got frustrated. And it's one of these ones that teams are noticing that. And they're being very slight. But as you say, with Whitby, they are, they're, they're quite professional in the not nice way of the word professional. Yeah, yeah, streetwise is the, is the word I used, and I think that's 
they're you know it's the they call it the dark arts aren't they but it, it, it's uh it's not you don't like to see it but if it's your team that's doing it then the, the you know the Whitby fans were loving it they were they they uh they were reveling in the in the drama of it all because they were coming out on top yeah so but you can mark that down and it's one of these ones if you're going to have a bad day as it sounded like we did have it away at Whitby have it away at South Shields because you could play brilliantly and still lose it's one of these ones so if you're going to have a bad day you might as well do it when you're you're away at a ground that you're not expected to come away with a winner from so it's um I know that sounds a bit negative, but it's the way of looking at it. And then you would you were hoping that we'd have a bounce back against Matlock. And naturally started started well without any clear cut chances, but second half, Matlock just took over. Yeah. I mean again it was a another scrappy uh game and it's I've, I, I know obviously uh, Rob put something out on Twitter. Uh, yesterday saying that um, this season we're losing games that we probably would have won last season and and this is probably this, the same I think uh, Sean Miller had a free header um, in the first half which he should have scored um, but again um, the goal for them has come from us uh, giving uh, the ball away on the edge of the box so I guess it is just a fine uh, uh, margins like if, if we'd have um, if Sean would have uh, scored in the first half it would have been totally different a game so um, but it, it this was a uh, frustrating a game um, it was a bit of an annoying one uh, to lose as such yeah, because I, I felt when Kendall scored after 62 minutes, the heads went down and we never really looked like um, equalising. And I felt Matlock dominated and they could have potentially added to it. And that was a bit that I think was a bit disheartening was the fact is after they playing reasonably well in the first two games, their heads went down. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's one of the biggest issues, I'd say, is they've got to... If things that aren't going your way, you've got to you've got to be prepared to fight, not not literally fight, but you know to not let the heads drop, let the chins drop. Uh, that you know that you've got to have the self belief. There's a good team. We're a good team. There's a good squad. It's a, been a good squad for two years, but once in psychologically, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a block there. I think it's that comes in. It's been coming in at certain points when they can sense that they're not playing well, so they but they're not prepared to take the step to try and turn it around and sort of accepting the fate and that that, that isn't what fans like to see from a from a team uh, especially one that's sort of playing below its potential right yeah you mentioning that and um jack saying what was put onto the onto the twitter feed uh, what rob rob had written was and this is rob woods from the natwich town independent supporters association we had on a couple of episodes ago too many players are not playing to the potential. Desperately missing Joe Malkin. I think we've, we've touched on that already. We're losing games by the odd goal, which two seasons ago we would have won by a goal. And I think I think that about sums it up. But that was a game. Could have gone either way. And so it's been a couple of the other ones. And we just 
it's gone the wrong way. And Matt Bell liked that. And I think we're all seeing that the potential, the, there is a potential, but it's just at the moment, I don't know whether it's self-belief or anything, but it just seems to be the very, very um, almost uh, up and down. I was going to say bipolar, but that's disrespectful. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they were the complete opposites uh, on a game to game. But if I'd said to you at the start of the season, two home, two away, including a trip away to uh, Whitby, would you have taken six points? I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's hard to say, isn't it, now? Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it was, again, it was sort of at the start of the season, it was coming into the unknown again, because, like, not sure how players will um, react after, after obviously, like a long layoff and then like a quite a rushed uh, pre-season and then obviously going into a, a, a competitive uh, football, which to be fair probably didn't help us in terms of like injuries. But yeah, I'd have I'd have uh, taken it. Um, to be fair. What about you, Liam? Uh, yeah, I think ta- the table, I can't remember exactly what the table was after four games, but he it, it, it looked at it and he thought, well, yeah, that's probably fair enough. That's probably what he would have expected for at this stage, given the fixtures, given the uh, the travel for the away games and things like that. I think that was probably OK. I would have taken it, yeah. Yeah, and um, just as a little heads up, towards the end of the, the pod, I'll be looking at the next eight games. So if you've got your computers ready... From Baseford through to Marpeth, eight games, and I want to tell you, you've got to tell me how many points you think we'll get out of 24. So <laughs> I'm putting you on the line, I'm giving you warning now, rather, so you can't jump out of it at the end. So that was the first four games, and then the next block uh, was including the FA Cup match at home to Grantham. Uh, we had we lost to Bamber Bridge, we won the local derby at Witten, we knocked Grantham out of the cup and then we lost at Hyde so uh, two wins two losses but one victory in in the league and two defeats so Bamber Bridge uh, that was the first one that we had beyond that so um, what was your take on them lads I mean to me um, the Bamber Bridge one was Almost a carbon copy of the game against uh, Matlock, um, where again it was like a scrappy game, and we again it was fine uh, margins. Um, the bloke who scored for them is obviously he's he's on form at the moment. He's he's uh, scoring for fun, um, but it was interesting though because after this uh, game was when uh, uh, Dave. Uh, um, uh, said in his in uh, said in his interview that uh, uh, there's a number of uh, players who aren't pulling their weight at the moment. Um, I think I think this was uh, the one where he also describes us as being a, a crisis. Um, which he also said it was the first uh, time he'd ever sort of experienced it uh, whilst he was at the football club. Um, Again, it was more uh, fine uh, margins. Again, um, I think uh, we had a, a couple of op- um, opportunities 
the first half, which we didn't take, and then uh, they've obviously scored and then won the game. But to be fair, I thought that Bamber Bridge looked a decent uh, side, um, and to be fair, they were probably good uh, value for their win. Yeah, they seem to have a lot of success down the wings. A wee bit like what uh, Nantwich are trying to do. They're trying to play down the wings, but it just seems to be they had more of a cutting edge compared to what Nantwich did. So, what was your take, Liam? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can only echo what Jack said. It wasn't a, it was, you know, uh, and the, the pattern is, uh, one of the patterns is from this season is not being able to see games out towards the half time. Uh, this was a goal on forty five on uh, on the 45th minute. And there's been other examples. Uh, Radcliffe conceded on the 40th, an equaliser. Uh, and at the weekend against Banbury, conceding just before half time. You've, you've got the level of concentration is, is not always sometimes dipping when you're getting towards the end of halves and the end of uh, matches. Uh, and you, you can cut out a lot of a, a lot of goals just by staying keeping the level of focus just a little bit higher for a, a few more minutes in a game. Yeah, completely. And then just the last thing you want when you're on a run of uh, three defeats, a derby away from home on Bank Holiday Monday. And then what go? What do the Dabbers go and do? Sean Cook steps up and put, about sums up the season so far, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously Nantwich were on a bit of a bad run at the time, but I think Witten's run was even worse. Um, so it's so it probably uh, came at a good time uh, for both sides, I reckon. Um, again, it was a game that Nantwich probably bossed. Um, I think uh, Greg Hall was obviously playing for Witten uh, was. Thought into a couple of saves, but uh, nothing uh, major. And then, obviously, to score at the end was um, at first. Natrix two at score was probably deserved. Um, I think that was the first time that uh, Dave brought on Theo uh, Stair, um, and he uh, changed the game. I thought he uh, gave us a bit more impetus going forward. Um, and to be fair, that probably won us the game. Yeah, it did. And, that, and that's the sort of thing that it was one of these ones. It was, as you say, a bit of an even game, but we actually managed to get there and set the fans perfectly for the FA Cup first qualifying round against Grantham. And I'm sorry, but any team that wears purple don't deserve to win anything. <laughs> Not even Fiorentina. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, any British team. Ten Hearts were purple. No, no, we were maroon. Hibs used to have a purple away strip, and I have to admit, it didn't look nice. And it was very similar to that. I just, I don't know, but no, we yeah. were maroon. How dare you? <laughs> just something like that. I thought first half, very, very good. Uh, using the rings really well, and it was a good, a good cross uh, that led to um, Tommy's goal. So, how was your take on the first half, especially because um, I thought it was the best they played? Yeah, I, I thought it was 
it was very good. Uh, they, they looked like they'd they'd had a talking to and they'd responded. Uh, they, you know, it's the cup is a bit of it when you're trying to struggle Formula e League. It's a bit of a free hit, and I think we took advantage of that. Uh, the goal was well worked. The first goal was well worked. Tommy uh, finished it off well, took it away, uh, and was you know very happy. I, I sort of made a joke on the social media that it's like you know is another Argentine scoring in the FA Cup like Ricky Veer or someone like that. But <laughs> and actually that was that that goal got a lot of the most traction I think I've ever seen for an Antwich goal because it was by an Argent from that from Argentina itself uh, yeah. in terms of interaction because of the FA Cup. You know I saw. It, a tweet that said was talking. They called it the mythical FA Cup in, but in Spanish, which <laughs> made me, which was great. I loved it. It was good, a good, good performance in general. Um, we hit the crossbar as well, and it was good, quick, good finish by Sean Miller for the second one because they took a quick free kick, which they've tried to do quite a few times, and it came off. Found Miller, good finish. Second half, I thought it became more open, plenty of chances, and. At least this time, we held it out. We didn't um, didn't throw it away. No, I mean, um, obviously it was a good uh, move for the second uh, goal, probably. Um, sort of that run off the shoulder of the defender was probably experienced from uh, Miller. And I guess that's what we sort of expected of him when he first uh, signed. But... Um, it was good to see him um, uh, score again. Um, good to see us, as you say, see out a, a game um, and obviously get into the next round of uh, the FA uh, Cup. Yeah, which we will come to soon because um, we played against Banbury. And just on that point, and was it? It'll be almost in a year's time. It will be 130 years since Liverpool played their first ever FA Cup match. And that was at the old stadium behind the Jules pub, which at this moment I can't remember the name of. The Leopard. Leopard, Yeah, the Leopard, yeah. So, as I say, that's almost 130 years since Liverpool's first ever FA Cup match. And then, come on the Tuesday, after the high of Grantham, the game at Hyde. It was... 2-0, 2-0, and I actually admit, I thought it was 2-0 going on 3 or 4, because I just didn't think um, Natwich did very much in the whole game. No, I mean, I thought Hyde were decent going forward, um, yeah. especially in the first half. Um, they had three or four players who, who ran the show ultimately and obviously that proved um, pivotal again it was another one where Nantwich had opportunities but they just couldn't find that uh, uh, that killer uh, pass as such um, yeah to be fair Hyde Hyde probably one of the better sides who we've seen at the Optimum Pay uh, stadium so far um, but it was just one of those uh, days, I guess. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it, they were 2 0 down. And I think 
I'm going to change slightly what I've said, just I'm now starting to think back about it, that we were 2-0 down at half-time, and I think when we came out, the heads didn't go down for the first 20 minutes, and we did try and get back into it. But then after that, we weren't, we haven't been really, and I think this has been the big issue, we've not been creating, how do you say, clear-cut chances. They've all been ones that have, oh, that if they'd taken a touch, they might have done something. And I think that, that seems to be the issue at the moment. Yeah, there's a lack of a lack of uh, ruthlessness uh, in front of goal. It's the attacking player is still very reliant on Sean Cook. He's you know just the stat that he's been involved in nearly every goal uh, that we scored this season. He's either scored, assisted, or he's bit, he started the move. Uh, and you know if we need we need more contributions from other parts of the pitch and other players. Uh, and if that can start happening, then then the form can properly turn around rather than be this bit sort of stuttering form that there's been uh, throughout the season so far. Yeah, and hopefully, um, well, this this week, having had training yesterday, have two days of training, they might get the opportunity to to do that, to start gelling together a bit more. So, yeah. And just before we go on to the last three matches, we'll listen to one of the other. Sponsors, the Optimum Pay Group. Take away the headaches of your company payroll with an Optimum Pay Group solution. Hand over the stresses of that payroll to a company you can trust while saving you time and money. Our cost-effective, fully bespoke PAYE payroll, umbrella, CIS or global solutions enables your business to thrive in this modern, digitally interconnected world. Whatever your business looks like and wherever your journey leads, Optimum Pay Group services are here to help. Call our team on 020-3962-4212 or email payroll at optimumpaygroup.com. And then on to the last three matches, the ones that we've only had in the last um, 10 days. Uh, Radcliffe, who when we lost 3-1. McClover, where we drew 0-0. And the unfortunate, because of the last-minute winner, uh, game against Banbury in the FA second qualifying round. So... Away at Radcliffe, what was your take on that, lads? Um, I mean, again, it was <laughs> it was another one of those games where the opposition probably bossed it. I mean, I'm sure I said at the start of the season that uh, Radcliffe were my dark horses, and um, they definitely um, proved it. Um, they have a good uh, squad. They have a lot of experienced uh, players um, in their side. Um, and obviously, they were probably good at value uh, for their uh, win. Um, but again, it was another one of those games where I feel like Nantwich were probably carrying two, three, four uh, uh, players who didn't turn up or they didn't look interested and it's yeah it was a frustrating afternoon um uh, um they did arrive uh, uh late um the bus uh uh was stuck in uh traffic which probably hindered uh preparations but um i guess there's no excuses for that um performance yeah because i think as you say it's, a, it's as you say, it's a lack of effort. I've seen that by one or two players uh, in the games that 
the, sometimes you don't seem to have the heart of, heart for the fight that we used to have. And it could be because of COVID, you don't know how things are going. But that's the thing is, at this level, you can't afford to carry one or two, let alone three or four in a game. Yeah, I mean, there was a few passengers and it, and it was reflected in, in the goals that were scored. You know, the, uh, the Maswali goal was a good goal, but it was against the run of play. Then uh, Akbar Pro's equaliser, there was he was unmarked when the ball was played across him and he was easy finish. Uh, the second goal, it, a corner wasn't cleared. There's, you know, Terry and Stare and uh, I think Harrison were all sort of uh, jumbled together and it, it came out and he slammed it in. There's no one there to clear it. And the, I thought the penalty was quite harsh because I was behind the goal. I saw it, got a good view of it. I don't think it was a penalty, but by that point. Uh, Again, the heads had started to slip a bit, uh, and that and that just finished it off. Really, it was a final nail. Yeah. So, and I think um, probably the worst performance. Would you say the worst performance of the season? Uh, it's between between that say, and, yeah. between that and Whitby. Yeah. 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 So, but and then a better performance in a nil-nil draw against Mickelover, and I will say Mickelover because you still see. Online, they call it Mickelover Sports. They dropped that name last season. So, having having worked in Derby, I do know that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, better better performance. And, and again, another one, which this time we didn't lose, but our first draw, but we probably should have won. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it was a better performance. Um, both. Sides had opportunities to win it late on, especially when the uh, game opened up a bit. Um, the weather, obviously, the pitch was quite wet, and it's a new astroturf pitch. So it is that because um, um, it got the the, the 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 other one got stolen. Remember that? I think so. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We were saying that. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit strange, but the ball kind of held up, and it. Uh, zipped around at the same time, so I'm not quite sure who it benefited. Um, um, but in terms of chances, there weren't uh, many. Um, I remember Ben Harrison had to go off injured, um, and I think he's uh, still injured uh, now, um, which is obviously a bit of a uh, loss, but both sides kind of... Um, matched each other and and yeah it was uh, quite an even uh, a game yeah that's the thing with um, astroturfs is because um that was the excuse that um people in scotland were using for celtic losing at livingston because they said that they didn't dry the pitch so the ball does go a lot slower so if they're not watching the pitch evenly there will be areas where it'll slow and other times it will zip so it's um well, it, was rain. it was tipping down with rain for most of uh, before the game yeah. started, so I don't think that was an issue oh, on, right. uh, uh, that, on that mm. night. But yeah. And then there was the the FA Cup game last Saturday, and I don't think even before the game we were under no illusions how hard this game was go, going to be because Banbury were unbeaten since the start of the season, so. They lost it. I think the most frustrating thing was the fact is, again, about closing out games. 
taking it to a, a replay down in Banbury, losing a goal in the 89th minute. So what was your takes? Yeah, I mean, as as Dave said, it was a much improved um, performance. He he said that his, he was he couldn't uh, fault any of his uh, players, which is probably fair enough. Um, as you say, um, before the game, obviously, everybody was under uh, no illusions of how hard it'll be. People always say that like the north is like better than the south and things. But obviously, they're on. Beaten and they were. I personally thought that they uh, were um, a very good side. They looked very organised. They were decent going forward. But as as uh, Liam also said um, before, they scored on the stroke of half time and like a minute from the end. So it is about uh, closing the games and and sort of. I guess it's down to uh, uh, full a concentration for the full ninety minutes. Ultimately, yeah, and it's it's a shame because you always want to go for it. And when you actually look at it, uh, the next round would have been against um, Baseford uh, away for a game, still still playing at the same level, and it would have been an opportunity to go another step further. But it wasn't to be in the end, which is which is disappointing, but we've always got the FA Trophy to look forward to, which will be coming up at the end. So at this point, uh, that's all the games so far, but 11 games played, uh, nine of them in the league. They're in 15th place, are the Dabbers, uh, and which is quite interesting. They've taken three points out of 12 at home, and they've taken um, seven out of 15 away. And it was something just when we're talking about pitches. I, I thought the problem often we Nantwich uh, have is the fact that it's a good pitch at, at the Upton Pay Group Stadium, and teams, if they want to play football, can play football on it. Well, you go to other pitches when you look at it, it's not as good and it's more of a battle or it's an astroturf. And I think that actually plays against Nantwich because it's a good pitch and. Decent players like playing on a good pitch. Yeah. I mean, like, over the past month or so, um, the uh, pitch at uh, Nantwich has been caught uh, differently. I know, like, this is all a bit um, off topic, but, like, the pitch looks, like, amazing. Um, so, as you say, it, 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 it probably... Uh, uh, benefits everyone as such. Um, obviously, the good footballers are better on um, a carpet, basically. So, um, um, I guess it does have its uh, pros and cons. Yeah, but the other teams then come along to it if they're used to playing on a bit of a uh, less smooth pitch. They can then come along and play properly. So, a bit disappointing um, with yeah. the, that. So. But I'm going to pick you up on something, Mr. Bereford. Okay. My tip, your your dark horse tip. They're 19th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bag of time left yet. Yeah. Because I was going to, I was looking at the the position after nine games, and if you look at the teams that Nantwich have 
beaten, they're the ones that they they should have beaten. The only one potentially would have been Radcliffe, because Staleybridge are 17th, Atherton are 11th, Whitby third, Matlock second, Bamberbridge fifth. So I know we lost the three matches, but they're the ones that are up the top end. And then you've got Witten we beat, they're 21st, Hyde oh, we did uh, we lost, and they're 10th. And then Radcliffe and Micklover. It's when you look at it, it's doesn't actually, it's a bit, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's not really, it's been reflective on the position in the league. So therefore, and as you say, it's still very early days. There's still another 30 odd games to go. So it's um, not so bad. No, I mean, I know. Sorry, I know what you're saying, but, but obviously... I know we'll cover it in a second, but like looking ahead to October, like obviously we play like South Shields, SCU United, Buxton. Maybe we're better against the better sides as as we sort of like, because um, obviously the better sides always like to like get the ball down and the answers like physical, which probably uh, benefits us. So, um, but. Yeah, only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, so um, so far, Cookie's top goal scorer with four. As you say, we need to be people um, digging in with goals. We can't just rely on um, Sean all the time. Uh, Sean Miller's got a couple. Tommy's got a couple. Uh, and Jimmy, Laurie and uh, Joe Mozali have got one each. So, four, eight, ten goals in, uh, in 11 games. I think that that about says it all, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, as I said, to bring it back to Malkin again. I think uh, he is he is uh, his absence has been felt a lot more than I actually thought it would. Uh, I thought with maybe Sean Miller and and Tommy and some of the other attacking players that were already there that that that, that could be filled, but it's obvious that it's it's not quite working without him at the moment. Yeah. And the other um, thing I picked up on was the fact is uh, we are, I, I can see what we're trying to do. We're trying to play it around the wings, but as with everything, wingers are not very, aren't the most consistent. And I just think we, we don't seem to have a plan B at the moment for if the winging the winger system's not working. I think we've got to try and go a bit more direct because that's where I've, I've noticed that we've been caught out quite a few times when with the long balls down the middle to relieve it. There's quite a few opportunities that the opposition have got. And I think, I know it's not the way that Dave wants to play, but it might be something that we can look at just almost to relieve it and leaving somebody further up more often. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess it's beneficial to have like a plan B and a plan C just in case. Maybe we have been quite one-dimensional, um, but 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 yeah, um, I'm not quite sure what else to say. I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to like put um, your finger on it. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I guess 
in terms of like uh, strikers, we don't have anyone who's like tall and who can like, hold up the ball. I know we've got uh, Joe Maswaldly and obviously Sean Miller, but like they aren't like tall lads who um, who people like Sean Cork and Luke Walsh and Tommy can sort of uh, bounce off. So not only for the uh, uh, goals, but also for like our style of uh, uh, player, I think it will be very sort of interesting to see uh, what happens when uh, Joe Malkin's back. Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting thing is because I always thought and with when you're just looking at players, we've had a couple that have come in, and the one that we know has gone is Callum Saunders because Callum Saunders used to hold use that bit of a role the holding ball up there. So I think he's been a bit of a uh, a loss as well, but he seemed to be one of these players that was played in different positions. A bit like, is it Josh uh, Josh White a few years ago? Uh, he kept being used in different positions. So, so Calm Saunders has moved on. Yeah, I was... Uh, yeah, you, you've, you're right with him playing in a number of positions. Left wing back... Uh, up front, I think he was even tried in midfield at one point, uh, and he never he never could quite get settled in any position, and then he he's been moved on. Yeah, I was at Radcliffe in the uh, sort of in the area afterwards, talking to some of the Manchester people there, and it, when he'd scored two on his debut for Witten, having started from the start up front, uh, mm. and there was a bit of cons- consternation that you know. Why wasn't he given a chance from the start consistently up front for just even if it's just a couple of games just to see to show what he could do because he, he he'd done it he had done it a number of times in in an answer shirt but for for whatever reason uh he decided to to choose some different options yeah. Dave. and as a brilliant segue talking about Witten, uh Scott McGowan scored a couple against them, and he went back to Northwich and and that we are letting him to go because that's in his heart, and he's now at Macclesfield. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. I think, to be fair, as soon as they got uh, promoted, um, obviously up to the Northern Premier League, I think him and Mike Corral um, jumped at the opportunity to go back. Um, but. Um, and obviously uh, Scott's uh, now gone to Macclesfield. It does sound a bit dodgy um, with quite a few things that Mac have done over the past couple of months, but it sounds as though um, you have to put uh, seven days in to sign a uh, player. It sounds as though um, they've like been talking to him for like a while and sure uh, Robbie Savage has uh, pulled a few uh, strings and managed to bring him in. Yeah, no shock there then. And uh, <laughs> uh, and there we go. And well, talking of signings, uh, David Vaughan, uh, former Welsh international. <laughs> yeah, a strange one, um, because Dave's always said that he wants a bit of height in uh, midfield, and then he signs David Vaughan. But um, but now. Obviously, he's an experienced uh, player, and I'm sure he'll bring a lot on the pitch. But more important 
they all love the experience he'll uh, bring uh, sort of off pitch as well um, and helping obviously the younger uh, players and, and there can't be many uh, players in our league who have been in the same squad as Gareth Bale either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think you're right because that's the one thing we were saying that we're uh, we're lacking is um, that experience. He's, he's been capped 42 times for Wales, so he can't be that bad. That is true. Yeah, obviously he was he, he was in the squad that got to the semis of the Euros. So um, yeah, he's had a, a fantastic uh, career. Obviously played in the Premier League. Um, it's fantastic uh, to have him on uh, board and obviously from our side of things it got us a lot of uh, likes and shares on uh, <laughs> Twitter so it's it's a it's a win all uh, it's it's a win uh, for everyone I think yeah so now's the moment of truth for you boys next block of fixtures. Uh, just quickly run through it. We've got Baseford, which would have been uh, the reverse fixture if we got through in the FA Cup. We're then going to play Grantham away, uh, the team that we beat in the first qualifying round. Then we've got South Shields at home, always a tricky game. Gainsborough away, FC United, sorry, Gainsborough at home, FC United away, Warrington at home, Aston away, and then Morpeth at home. South Shields stands out, but any other games you're looking forward to? Uh, I mean, of course. Up, um. Oh, sorry. I mean, obviously, does FC United away is always a big one. Um, but to me, our next run of fixtures looks looks quite difficult, shall we say? You do, but if you look at the positions in the league, apart from South Shields in first and Warrington in sixth. The rest, and Baseford are ninth, the rest of them are the same position or worse off than us. So it's one of these ones that probably be looking again a fair number of points. So here's a choice, lads. And I'm going to take a note of this. Liam, out of 28. Two, four, six, eight. Out of 24 even. <laughs> God, we yeah. have, lucky I'm not a maths teacher. Uh, how many points do you think Liam they're going to get? Uh, yeah, I've had a look at the table and the and the, the result, previous results and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to go for thirteen. I've gone for thirteen. I think that's that might be overdoing it a little bit, but the the signs in the last couple of games post Radcliffe have been positive, uh, and I think there's there's signs the signs of a, a bit of a a bit of an upturn, but who knows? There's some very tough games in there. I think something like FC United are there for taking this season. I think they're they're another very up and down team. Uh, I think Ashton Ashton will be a win. I think Morpeth will be a win. Uh, Grandson we've already beat, and I think we can have them. And that that who knows? <laughs> okay, Jack. What about you? Well, I'm actually going to say 14 points, so I'm going for. Uh, <laughs> Four uh, wins and two uh, draws. I'm pretty sure that adds up to fourteen. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that, but as as Liam said, I, I think obviously going away to FC uh, United it is always 
quite intimidating, obviously, with all the fans that they take. But they're definitely there uh, uh, for the uh, 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 taking. And and again, as as Liam also said, there's there's certainly been uh, signs over the past um, couple of uh, games where we are improving. And it, and it's almost as though like we just need to end this. Uh, uh, barren patch. Uh, 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 get a win under our belts, and uh, uh, um, and hopefully we can sort of pick up a bit of uh, form and uh, string some uh, results together. Yeah, I think the best. Thing, I think everybody's been saying that it's we're not playing to the potential. We've got it there, and I think it's confidence. Get a couple of. Um, uh, wins some good um, eat out get, getting the the one nil win rather than one nil loss, and I think um, it will be it's all guns blazing. What are you uh, predicting for the next eight games? Oh, anyway, I'm the host. I'm not saying. It. Oh right, okay. I'll quickly uh, <laughs> put on the spot here. Oh, I'll, I'll quickly put it together while. Um, I'm trying to think about it. And yeah, we we bugged out of the FA Cup and so did the ladies at the first um at the first hurdle, losing guttingly again to a last minute um uh, a last minute winner. And away this be first ever game Sunday afternoon and I spoke to one of the players and they were saying that they considering Didsbury had been going around for a long time, uh they actually, Natwich probably were unlucky not to win it. So, unlucky to them, but good luck for them for the rest of the season. And, gentlemen, do you have any more thing you'd like to mention with the club while I try and work out my scores? Um, no, I mean, I guess there's a, on, on the theme of the FA uh, Cup, there's also the, the I think it's under 18s were in the I think it was the first qualifying round of their youth cup. I think they played Lancaster. I can't remember what the score was. I think it was one or two nil. But again, they've just uh, brought in a new uh, uh, manager and they seem to be going out um going okay in in uh, the league. So I would um, I think uh, Carl's also um, uh, joined on the coaching side of things, so that could be quite interesting. But but, um, but yeah, Nantwich's obviously... answer to Brian Clough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get the job at Forest. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, yeah, obviously, a uh, best of luck uh, to. Carl and and all of um, the other um, ages um, within the football club. Yeah, I think was it the reserves? Did they win? Was it something like seventeen-one or something the other week <laughs> yeah. in a cup a com- a competition? So that was that was uh, I didn't know football numbers went that high. So that was that was <laughs> great to see. Yeah. So. I was just going to say, I'm just having a quick look at the 
the point. I think we're only going to lose one game, uh, which I think is going to be at home to South Shields. We're going to beat Morpeth, Ashton, Gainsborough and Baseford and draw with Grantham, FC United and Warrington. So that's 3, 6, 9, 12, 13, 14, 15 points. Wow. <laughs> okay. We're well, very close here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did actually go 17. I did go 17 initially, but then I um, I thought it through because I thought we might um, take an extra point out of South Shields. So, but yeah, so let's see who's right at that end point. There's no money involved, is there? It's just, oh, uh, just for fun. No. no, 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 no. But yeah, it's, um, so as I say, on Saturday, Baseford, we're at home. Go online to the Nantwich Town website and you can buy your tickets as you can for all the other matches. Then we're away at Grantham, South Shields at home, and then Gainsborough at home after that so keep an eye on their website uh you've been listening to the once a dabber podcast with me murray watson jack beresford and liam price you can be in contact with us at ntfc podcast and you listen to any of our back catalog by putting in once a dabber on to apple spotify you name it or visiting my website www.mdwatsonsport.com com thank you for listening we will be back i think probably about end of october lads yes yeah yeah to review to review uh see who's won our competition now yeah and on that point if anybody else wants to come along and let us know how many points you think you're going to get please let us know and then we'll try and keep our running total not that it won't count for anything but that's the best way to do it if there's anything you want us to do or talk about on the podcast please let us know and we are going to try and get Sean Cook on and I think Rob says he'll come back on as well so Rob Woods will keep you take you up on that offer and that's it all for tonight and as we say up the dabbers up the dabbers